Okay, welcome to uh, me and my wellness viewers, uh, listeners, uh, for another episode, episode six of Me and My Health Up. Uh, today we have another uh, special guest, of course, from um, Longevity Exercise Physiology, uh, Ashley Meigs, with us today. And Ashley's going to talk on exercise, uh, the benefits of exercise, uh, how to exercise properly, you know, how to avoid injury, how to get going if you've been a bit stagnant in ISO, uh, so how to get kick-started. And we're just, yeah, going to chat on, around that concept of exercise. But first first of all, we'll uh, say hi to Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? Hi, good, thanks. Hi, everyone. Nice to be on here. Thanks for having me, Anthony. Pleasure. Thanks for uh, joining us, Ashley. Really appreciate you putting aside the time. Uh, just firstly, you know, for the viewers, the sake of the viewers, really keen to find out a little bit more about you, your background, how you came upon exercise physiology, mm -hmm. is there a story behind it? So, yeah, please share a, 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 us, you know, with us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I guess I've always had that passion for sport. Uh, growing up, I played a lot of sport. And as you know, I'm a huge para fan, love watching NRL with my family and it's always been a massive part of my life. So um, during high school, I guess it came to that time to decide what my career might be. And I thought, you know, I do love exercise. I love sport, but I also do really want to help people and I do really want to make a difference. And when I was looking um, through, I guess, all the course books, um, things that definitely stood out to me were something in healthcare where I, you know, could use exercise to help people. And at the time, exercise physiology was quite, new and quite unheard of um, and I guess it was compared a lot to physiotherapy and so for me the decision sort of came down to both of those and I thought you know what exercise physiology helping people with exercise to have a positive experience just seems like something that you know I want to do and I went to uni and did my four years and definitely fell in love with it and have seen how it helps people and you know it really is something that you know can make a difference and I'm so glad that that's how I went ended up going into it awesome no that's a great story I, I love how you uh, followed your your passion and your um uh interests uh because it just makes you so much better for what you're doing because you enjoy doing it and you learn more about it and you know you increase your skill set that way um a little intrigued about the sports the sports you love and your what you play or watch and yeah tell us a bit, bit more about your sports yeah, so I think I pretty much had a bit of a mixed bag growing up. I tried a little bit of everything from dance, gym, tennis, swimming, um, but definitely my main sports were athletics, touch football and netball. Um, and to this day, I'm still playing netball and I'm still doing touch rugby league. Um, so really looking forward to those returning soon. I think this is the longest I've gone in my life without being in a team sport. Um, so I'm missing that social side as well. Um, but, yeah, it's great. It's great to have that background because you can um, hopefully help other athletes and people getting interested in getting started to help with their journey as well. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, Dylan in episode five uh, talked about the, the difference between a exercise physiologist, EP, um, in mm -hmm. comparison to a physiotherapist. I'm keen for mm -hmm. you to 
teach us or, you know, inform us, educate us around the difference between an exercise physiologist and a personal mm-hmm. trainer. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start with me. <laughs> so an exercise physiologist um, has had to go to university. So you've had to have a minimum of four years of study. And within that, you have to do 500 hours worth of clinical experience as well. And what we really, I guess, hone in on is we prescribe exercise to treat and manage or even prevent injuries and chronic health conditions. Um, So we tend to work with the more complicated people or people who are like looking to get started or um, are maybe managing a sort of ongoing injury or something to exercise safely. Um, I guess when you compare that to personal training, they would tend to work more with what we call the healthy population and would prescribe a more sort of general program um, just for the everyday person just to get fitter or stronger. Um, yeah, does that yes. does that help, help answer? Yeah. Yes. No, that, that, that really helps. Uh yeah, so you, you, you're really focused, uh, well, I mean, you can support either, um, but yes. you, you have a differentiating factor of people yes. that have a, you know, being diagnosed with a chronic disease, whether it be diabetes, um, mm-hmm. you know, obesity or, you know, those, those types of metabolic conditions, mm-hmm. uh, you can then prescribe them. Uh, exercise, you know, as, as Dylan said, exercise is medicine, um, yes. specific for their needs to help them uh, manage that condition. Yes, yeah, and that's yeah. what's really cool. And, I mean, the chances are that your exercise physiologist has worked with someone or has seen a case of someone like yourself with your condition exercising. And I think that's what's really important is to know you're in safe hands. Um, some of these injuries and illnesses can be quite tricky and not all exercise is correct and safe for everyone and it's just about finding that right you know that right dose and the you know the right things that you need to improve your health and it's in you know co-care with the doctor so you're in real safe hands in a sense the the doctor you know has a trusted ally in longevity exercise physiology uh they they understand what you do from a um, a theory point of view um, or yes. aspects of what you do from a theory point of view and they know that you have the skill set the qualifications to co-support or you know co-treat uh, you know like their patient and you know yeah yeah okay exactly and we often do end up working as a team with the GP the physio your occupational therapist your chiro dietitian whoever it may be um, and I, I, you know, and as you know, Anthony, it works better when we all work as health professionals together, and we all understand the patient as a team. You know, we get way better outcomes, and the and the patient or client is so much better supported, um, which is really cool. That's the best aspect of being in allied health. Yeah, it's that rule that one plus one equals three. You know, the uh, yeah, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's where we really. You know, certainly between longevity EP and me and my wellness, it's where we really connect because we believe that is true. And, uh, yeah. you know, as a team, we can far better get far greater outcomes for our clients, if, you know, working together alongside one yeah. another uh, for that common goal, 
in, in you know the patient's common goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So today's topic's around exercise, and it's a very yeah. pertinent one in a sense that you know I guess during COVID we've uh, lost access to the gym. Uh, you know, we've had to become quite resourceful in the ways in which we keep active. And for some people, they may have lost that momentum and, you know, haven't done a lot during this period of time. And now that, you know, I guess we've been a bit more liberated in terms of what we can do and we're moving out of isolation, I thought it would be really good to get you on as the expert around exercise as to, Mm -hmm. well, you know, first of all, talking a bit about what exercise is, the different types of exercise, uh, is there a particular day, you know, time of the day we should exercise, and then, you know, covering off, uh, you know, how someone could get started, you know, if they've just, you know, been a bit, uh, bit you know, I guess standoffish or a bit um, um, bit hibernated uh, during this period, uh, you know, how to get them kick-started without, you know, incurring an injury. So let's just start with exercise and what you know? What is the definition around exercise? How much someone should be doing? What's the recommended you know amount of exercise? The different types. Yeah, of course. So I guess when we talk about exercise, it's good to um, I guess compare it to the other term, physical activity. Yeah. So physical activity is just when we're getting up and down, we're moving, um, we're using energy, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise tends to be defined as more specific. So you've actually planned to move your body. You've actually planned to get your heart rate up or to strengthen your muscles. Um, and it's usually done for a certain time period. Um, so in Australia, we have government guidelines and most people are familiar with, you know, the dietary guidelines or the food pyramid. And we also have a similar, um, I guess, yeah, guideline for exercise. And for every Australian for good health, the government recommends 150 minutes of aerobic activity a week of about moderate intensity. If you're training more vigorously and your heart rate's up, you could do about 75 minutes. So we call that 75 minutes of vigorous activity a week as well as two strength sessions a week. So a lot of us either get one or the other um, and are often not getting the whole the whole lot it can sound like a really scary number and I guess that's what my job as an EP is is to help people to eventually achieve those guidelines Mm -hmm. and maintain good health through exercise. I'm keen to um, get a better understanding of what's defined as like you, you mentioned moderate intensity, you know, like like mm-hmm. you know up to 150 minutes, and then if you go to mm-hmm. high intensity, it's 75 minutes. So, what what's the definition around moderate, high, low intensity? Yeah, so I like to think of moderate intensity on that scale of one to ten as mm-hmm. being about a five, five to six. And if you were going for a walk with a friend, your heart rate's up and you're a little bit breathless, but you yeah. could definitely still maintain a conversation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'd be looking at 150 minutes of medium to fast pace walking okay. a week. Yeah. Um, but, of course, if you started to do some jogging or um, did a high-intensity circuit or played some sport, your minutes could obviously come down but of course the more exercise the better so 
you know, do as much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, two strength uh, sessions uh, in that week. Is that incorporated in that 150 minutes or is that in addition? So that's in addition. So they've actually added that fairly recently um, because of all of the scientific evidence coming through about the benefits of strength training. Yeah. Um, in some ways, you might do a circuit and you might get some cardio and some strength at the same time, but it's also good to do some isolated resistance training as well. Okay. And how long should that strength and conditioning training be? What's the guidelines around the around the strength? Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's in addition to the 150 minutes. What? what, yes. what how long should you be doing that strength and strength resistance training for? So that's completely individual. Um, if you're a beginner or you have a complex condition or injury, that might only be a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, but you know, like let's let's say on average you're probably going to be doing a 20 minute to 40 minute session if you're targeting most muscle groups. Okay. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be. I guess most people's head would go to gym heavy weights, um, extreme lifts. Yeah, all that stuff's really great, but um, it's not necessarily correct for everyone. And two strengthening activities a week might just be some light body weight um, strengthening exercises to get you started if that's where you're at, if you're a beginner. Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, so it's, it's really important to, you know, come and see you for, for that advice as to what's the right strength and conditioning training for that, you know, for that particular goal and outcome. And yeah. you obviously, you know, give them specific exercises to train those muscle groups and, you know, the amount mm -hmm. of repetitions and time that's required to uh, support their overall goal. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and is there a particular time of the day? Like, so, you know, some people exercise in the morning, some people in the evening, some people in the middle of the day. Is there, you know, in terms of the science, is there a particular time of the day that's better uh, for particular types of exercises? Is there any science around that or research? Um, I mean, you can look at it and, you know, there's a lot to do with our, like, you know, sleep cycle and the light cycle and things like that, which is why, uh, you know, when it's bright and light in the morning, a lot of people do prefer to exercise because they feel more energised and, you know. Yes. Um, but I think the important thing to think about here is doing what works for you because, you know, if you're not a morning person and you force yourself to get up early to exercise, you're probably not going to do it and you're not going to stick to it long term. Yeah. It's definitely about, you know, finding what works. And you're saying, well, some people, you know, based on um, the people should exercise or it really comes down to the... Uh, individual as to when they're feeling energetic and feeling you know like it's a good time or just stick with a routine that works or you know what, what are your recommendations around time time to exercise yeah I definitely like I was saying before think it's it's got to be as easy as possible and you know I can attest to myself I do prefer to exercise in the evenings um, it helps me unwind after a long day at work um, it has to be, yeah, it has to be right for you and it has to be able to be as part of a routine. Um, as you know, like building your sleep, your exercise, your diet, your work schedule um, is so important for your health. And, 
Um, if you don't have those support structures and you, you know, make it hard on yourself by forcing yourself to get up at a silly time or stay up way later than you normally would, you're just not going to stick to it long term and it's not going to benefit you in the long term either. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, yeah, it, it needs to fit in with the person's lifestyle. Uh, it's more important that it gets done mm-hmm. as opposed to worrying about the time of the day it should be done. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I'm with you on this one. Um, uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, that person who's been in ISO, um, haven't, you know, haven't got their groove and, you know, haven't done a lot. Um, and, you know, now that we can get out and do more and uh, at some point gyms will open up. Uh, just really wanting some tips as to how someone should get started again uh, to avoid that injury if they've lost a bit of strength and conditioning or a bit of fitness. Um, so what's your tips around getting kick-starting the, the fitness regime? I definitely think, you know, where we live in a world where we've got now all this access to information and technology and all of these other support systems, and I think you've got to utilise them all. Um, there's some, you know, great apps, there's some great information and great health professionals out there that are ready to support you. Um, you know, for example, you know, go and see Anthony or myself, get get a bit of support, get a bit of information and start building that routine and then utilise, you know, your network, your friends and start exercising together. The more support you have, the more likely you are to stick to it. And as I said, there's some great apps and things where you can track yourself, keep yourself accountable um, and really build a long-term sustainable change. Um, I think my number one tip is if you haven't been doing anything, go go for a walk with a friend. Um, you're, you're sort of getting two things in there with one. It's a social activity. You're catching up with someone and then you're exercising and you're going to get the physical and the mental health benefits all in one. And yeah. then, you know, build build that routine, start there, and then that's when you reach out, you know, to someone like an exercise physiologist mm-hmm. and start looking at more specific goals and how you can build towards those exercise guidelines. Oh, fantastic. Uh, words of wisdom there, Ashley. Uh, well worded and, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said in terms of that easy start into it um, and to build up that support network around you to provide that encouragement to make it, you know, get it back into routine and consistency. And, um, yeah, then obviously go and uh, see yourself, um, you know, contact longevity exercise physiology as to, you know, specific routine uh, support for, you know, ultimate, you know, their goal at the end of the day. So uh, that's great, great tips there, Ashley. Uh, in terms of you know, if gyms were to stay closed longer than anticipated, we sort of we we don't really know. There's no real um, timeline around gyms reopening, and you mentioned that importance of strength mm-hmm. condi- conditioning. Uh, how can, you know? Yeah. What, what do you recommend for strength and conditioning whilst we're in ISO and we don't really have access to the weights at the gym? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in that there's an exercise for everyone and for all abilities. And I think COVID has really um, shown you shown how creative we can all get. Um, for example, with longevity, where we're doing sessions online, we've got people exercising at home now. 
um, people training outdoors. And it's about, you know, utilizing your space really well and utilizing what you have. So, you know, a lot think I have to have equipment. That's not necessarily true. We can do a lot with just your body weight. Um, you know, and simple things like a TheraBand or, um, you know, one weight can also be used for a multitude of exercises. Um, again, I think it's it's vital here that you get the right support and the right information and get someone to show you what you can do. Often it's a case of someone thinking that, you know, they don't have an option when really they actually have more than one option. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Go and see the expert as opposed to going, you know, to Rebel Sport and buy fitting out your whole garage with all this gym equipment that, you know, you're probably not going to yeah. use long term. And so the, the best return on investment will come, you know, investing some time to come and see you and to work out, okay, what mm -hmm. exactly do I need to achieve my goal? And you'll say, yes, get one ferro band, you know, get this weight, this, you know, or this type of weight, you know, this many yes. kilos. And they go out and buy that. You show them all the exercises they, they can do with those two options. And, uh, you know, they've yes. saved a lot of money. Um, so yes. I agree. See the expert. <laughs> Don't go to Rebel Sport yes. and assume you can do it, do it all yourself or via Dr. Google. Um, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate your time, Ashley. Um, you know, it's a bit disappointing with the interruptions around the uh, – the NBN dropping out and uh, having to do two parts of this. But uh, at the end of the day, I think, you know, what the viewers have gotten, listeners, have, have certainly a lot of uh, good tips around, you know, exercise, how much, uh, when, what types and how to get started. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the viewers? Obviously, we're going to, you know, I would like you to share how they can get in contact with you, you know, if they want to mm -hmm. get started, you know, given that they might not have done much coming out of or during isolation uh, and you're a great starting point. But, so, yeah, you got any additional tips or any words of wisdom you want to share? Um, well, it is Exercise Right Week, so this has been a, you know, a really timely podcast. Um, so, you know, it is and the theme is movement is medicine this year and I think, it being COVID and all of us having a little bit more time or a little bit more change in our routine or flexibility at the moment, it's just such a great time to get started. Yeah. Um, forget about when gyms are opening. There's so many options out there. And as I said, you know, we're now treating people online, which means, you know, you're not bound to a certain location. You can train in the comfort of your home. Yeah. Um if if outdoor is your is your thing, then get out there, get moving, get that support system going, and you know let's do it all together. Let's all let's all get moving. Great points. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, just make the most of this opportunity while you know times are a bit quieter. Uh, people have a bit more time and re, you know rediscover new interests. Uh, you know, try yes. different things, and certainly that's what I found during this period. I've uh, my kids have been doing karate for quite some time and I've decided to join in on the Zoom classes and uh, I found, you know, the martial arts being, you know, a bit of variety to my training regime and adding that bit of spice and something to look forward to and, um, you know, it's, it's helping with, you know, I guess that mental health side of things in terms of focus and, um, you know, keeping mm -hmm. your attention and being present and so, yeah, I've really enjoyed that, you know, taking on and trying new things. So, uh um, yeah, so just uh, 
Lastly, how do viewers get into contact with you, Ashley, if they want to go forward and uh, you know get some help around their exercise program? Yeah. So I'd probably suggest your best options just to call our main line, which is one three hundred nine six four zero zero two. Yep. Um, and that's going to put you in direct contact with our director, Jarrett Wood. And mm -hmm. from there, you know, you can have that conversation and Jarrett can direct you towards the best exercise physiologist for you. We're a team of seven. Um, so let's match you up with who's going to be, you know, the best help and the, you know, best experience for your condition. Um, you can also check out our website as well, which I know Anthony will link yeah. um, with this. And, um, you know, have a check us out on Facebook. We're putting out more and more content and, you know, let's, let's get started. Now's the time to work on your goals. Yeah, fantastic, Ashley. And uh, I love how, you, you know, your whole organisation has a very tailored approach to uh, someone's exercise program. So not, not only you're matching the exercise for their goal or condition, you're also matching the person that's coming to you to the right EP, um, you know, to give them the best experience and, uh, and you know, I, I guess companion, you know, because you essentially go along on a journey with your client, yes. right? And it's, yeah, you do it together as a team. Yeah, we definitely like to think of it as that long-term relationship. Like this is a commitment, you know, for the rest of your life, getting healthy and, you know, we hope to be someone that you're seeing regularly and helping you just get better and better and better. We don't stop. We just keep going. Awesome. No, I love it. <laughs> love that constant, never-ending improvement philosophy. It's fantastic. Yes. So, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, uh, Ashley. I really appreciate your time and I'm sure viewers got a lot out of uh, the session today. And, um, yeah, please, uh, you know, I'll upload uh, Ashley's uh, contact details or how you get in contact with longevity exercise physiology. And, yeah, kickstart your um, exercise program and uh, come out of COVID looking in your best shape ever. So uh, thanks, thanks, Ashley. Um, really appreciate your time and uh, we'll have thanks to have you back again. Yes, definitely. Thanks so much. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Cheers, Ashley. Podcast disclaimer. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions, or statements within it do not constitute medical, healthcare, or professional advice and are provided for general information purposes only. All care is taken in the preparation of the information in this podcast. Connected Wellness Proprietary Limited, operating under the brand Me and My Health Up, does not make any representations or give any warranties about its accuracy, reliability, completeness, or suitability for any particular purpose. This podcast and any information, advice, opinions, or statements within it are not to be used as a substitute for professional, medical, psychological, psychiatric, or any other mental health care or health care in general. Me and My Health Up recommends you seek the advice of a doctor or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Inform your doctor of any changes that you may to your lifestyle and discuss these with your doctor. Do not disregard medical advice or delay visiting a medical professional because of something you hear in this podcast. This podcast has been carefully prepared on the basis of current information. Changes in circumstances after publication may affect the accuracy of this information. To the maximum extent permitted by the law, Me and My Health Up disclaims any such representations or warranties to the completeness, accuracy, merchantability, or fitness for purpose of this podcast and will not be liable for any expenses, losses, damages, incurred indirect or consequential damages or costs that may be incurred as a result of the information being inaccurate or incomplete in any way and for any reason. 
No part of this podcast can be reproduced, redistributed, published, copied, or duplicated in a form without prior permission of me and my health up.